struggle to get things done because you're trying to achieve perfection? You may be spinning your wheels because you've fallen into a perfection trap. Today on Free Your Inner Guru, we're talking about freedom, the kind of freedom that comes when you can escape the perfection trap. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru, where we explore personal development, entrepreneurship, creativity, and the self-help industry. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. Today's episode is the last in the series, Three Key Steps to Create Winning Results and One Major Pitfall to Avoid. Today, we're talking about the pitfall, how to break free of your perfection trap. I've got two stories for you today to illustrate how the perfection trap affects each of us. Both stories come from an experience I had many years ago that involved me getting right out of my comfort zone. The year was 2004. On a hunch that can only be described as divine inspiration, I drove for two days from Toronto, Ontario to Kingston, New Brunswick to attend my first workshop of any kind. It was led by the Canadian photographer Freeman Patterson. When I arrived, I was surprised to discover that I was one of the youngest in the group and the newest to photography. I was still grappling with the technical side of my creative passion, trying to understand how to get the best results out of my tools and to put it all together well enough to create the images that I had in my head. As always, I was an avid learner and an eager student, so I soaked up as much of the visual design principles that Freeman has become famous for, and I did my best to apply them through the lens of my camera. For the first lesson of that week, I had my camera and tripod painstaking arranged to take a picture of the bottom corner of a window of Freeman's barn. Now, Freeman's barn isn't just any barn. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's got windows with some speckled glass that reflect the light everywhere. The wood has worn and weathered and there's moss and it has evolved over the years And it's a subject that I have had the opportunity to photograph many times. But that first time, as I wrangled with the position of my camera, Freeman came to check and see how I was doing. Freeman stepped behind my camera and looked through the barrel of my lens, and he pointed out an imperfection. He explained that since neither the horizontal window ledge or the vertical boards of the barn were true, the viewer's brain would be bothered. Since the old barn was no longer square, it was important just to choose one and align it just right. After adjusting my lens, I stepped out from behind my camera and reached to swipe away a small piece of window caulking that had fallen on the ledge. What are you doing? He asked me, stopping me in my tracks. I'm clearing the windowsill so the shot will be perfect, I said to him and I thought I was anticipating what his next suggestion would be. Take it off if you want, he responded with a knowing smile, but if I were you, I'd shoot at least once with it exactly where it is. I obliged him and then took several more shots after I removed the caulking. When the slides came back from the lab, and yes, it was long ago enough that there were slides, I laid them out for inspection on the light table. 
I was certain that I would prefer the image with the clear ledge and was amazed when the opposite turned out to be true. The image that stood out from the rest was the one with the piece of caulking. What I had thought was a flaw had the opposite effect. It made a good image great. That tiny piece of white told the story of the weathered barn. That simple lesson of when to use perfection in the creative process has stayed with me for over a decade. The right time to use perfection was on what turns out to be a very important principle in photography, and it's one worth remembering whenever you're taking a picture or preparing a picture that has a horizon in it. It's important to get the horizon straight because when we look at the world, the horizon is straight. It's important on the barn to choose either the vertical or the horizon because our brain actually works better when our images are more grounded in that way. The wrong time to use the perfection was in removing a piece of character. I thought that as long as we were being picky, we might as well be picky about that. But it's the small things, the small details, the small flaws, the signs of aging that help to tell the story and give our main point, not just context, but character. The imperfection was actually where the beauty was. My second lesson in perfection that week came very quickly on the heels of the first Each day, we would be given a deadline to hand in our film from the last 24 hours. Each roll of slide film contained 36 images, and most of the participants would turn in 8 to 10 rolls of film each day, but I'd be lucky to have half that quantity to show for my efforts. As we handed off our newest images, we'd then receive the process slides from the previous day's shooting. Editing and selecting was done at these long light tables that ran around the perimeter of the room. On this particular day, I had a batch of images from a sunrise shoot down by the water from the previous morning. I sorted through the slides and I was absolutely devastated by what I saw. They were much darker than I had intended and they did not show the sunrise the way I remembered experiencing it. My inner critic was relentless. It was berating me with what it perceived as a failure. As I looked at each image for the first and then the second and then the third time, my head hung low. I gathered up all of the sunrise photos from the table and I added them to my reject pile. After a while, I picked up the rejects and threw them in the trash can. About half an hour later, one of the women in the group approached me at the table. In her hands, she had one slide. I'd like you to take another look at this one, she said, as she placed one of my slides from the trash can in front of me on the light table. I bit back tears, feeling embarrassed by how emotional all this stuff made me. I had never put myself out there or cared so much about my results before. And so I uncertainly gazed at the image through the loop and looked up at her and exclaimed, but that's not what I was going for. Her reply stopped me in my tracks. The rest of us don't know that. Look at it again. 
She suggested that I included the image in my three pics of the day. I didn't want to be rude or reject her encouragement, so I submitted it for the day's session. When that image was projected on the wall in total darkness, it was as if I had never seen it before. There was an audible gasp in the room. The concern that the trees had gone too black belonged to me alone. Everyone else saw it as a silhouette and thought that it was perfectly exposed for the clouds and the raindrops on the water. The composition received praise. The group agreed that the photo evoked the spirit of the place it was taken. In that moment, my awareness was expanded and a new understanding of what makes a good image was born in my mind. We want to get it right when we are showing ourselves and our work to the world. We were trained in school to value getting it right over getting it done. We need perfection from our brain surgeon, but do we need to be perfect to show up and be seen? Perfection is a double-edged sword. It's important to get the big things right, but the downside of perfection is that it paralyzes productivity and stifles creativity. It's important to remember that our imperfections tell our story. Stop wearing yourself out trying to be perfect. It's more important to get out there and be real. How does your inner critic respond when you try something new? There is no better way to explore how your inner critic shows up than to try something new in a creative pursuit. You can use your creative outlet as a peek behind the curtain. Your inner critic seeks perfection. It's responsible for keeping you small. What happens when you get out of your comfort zone is a mirror that can be both uncomfortable and enlightening. You may feel that you are not creative, so you might not be giving yourself permission to experiment. The truth is is that creativity is natural to all of us. These principles apply equally in your business, which for many of you is a creative extension of yourself. They also apply in your relationships and every other area of your life. If you'd like to see the images I described in today's stories, check the show notes and follow the link that I've included there for you. If you take one thing from today's podcast, I hope it's this. Give yourself permission to be creative instead of striving for perfection. Allowing playful experiences into your life is one of the most important things you can do for both your success and your well-being. I'm Laura Tucker, signing off for Free Your Inner Guru. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know you have a lot of choice where you receive your inspiration and information. If these ideas and stories resonate with you, I would be so grateful if you would take a few extra seconds for two quick things. One, if there's an idea or moment in the story or conversation that you feel would make a difference in someone else's life, take a quick moment to share on whatever app or website you're listening on. And two, subscribe so that you can become part of the ongoing conversation. Big conversations become the catalyst for meaningful change. I'm Laura Tucker, signing off for Free Your Inner Guru. Thank you.